Welcome to episode 18 of Early Stoppage. I'm your host, Derek Moody, and on today's show, I spoke with AFC welterweight contender Clutch Carlton Minus. We talked about his career within Alaska Fighting Championships, signing with Ruby Sports and Entertainment, being a young headliner, and possibly taking his talents to another promotion. There were some audio issues, but that didn't prevent some great content from being made. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. So joining me today is current AFC welterweight contender, Clutch Carlton Minus. Welcome to Early Stoppage. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'd like to start the show off by getting to know the person behind the fighter. So we'll kick this off with some random questions and work our way back to MMA. Alrighty. All right. What's your favorite genre of music? Um, classic rock and all forms of hip hop from, from trap to like 90s, 80s. I mean, I just love rap and hip-hop all together do you have a favorite artist that is a tough call but i have to say i know it's gonna sound weird because it's such a difference in like styles but uh i really like j-rock uh i like j cole and i like young thug okay now do you have a favorite movie Ooh, uh yes actually uh it's a movie that you can put on and I'll watch it like every time. I love Ipman, like uh, Bruce Lee's teacher, the whole series from one to three. I just love it. I love the old style Kung Fu jumping around Wushu style kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite actor or actress? Actually, I I don't kind of, but I mean, uh, you put Will Ferrell in a movie and I'm watching him. (laughs) All right. Uh, what's the last movie you watched? Uh, the last movie I watched, I'd have to say Black Panther, actually. I haven't, I, I haven't gotten a chance to go out to the movies a lot. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite cheat meal? Uh, lasagna. It's, it's so good. Okay. Uh, what are you currently addicted to? Currently, you mean like show-wise or like... It could be anything. It could be a gadget. It could be a TV show. Anything. Ooh. Um, so I actually never watched The Office until this year. And I have been binging that on Netflix. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's, your, what's your favorite sport aside from mixed martial arts? So if we're talking combat sports, I really got into wrestling about two years ago. Uh, I just like watching it. I mean, I'm not like a super wrestling head. Like, I don't know all the the top wrestlers, but I really like watching that. And then as far as like other sports, I really like watching uh, football. Just a high-paced, high-intensity sport, and it's just crazy. Okay. Do you have a favorite football team? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, my father's from Philadelphia, so naturally I adopted the Philadelphia Eagles and Fortunately for us, we finally brought home a Super Bowl. Okay. Now, if you weren't a mixed martial artist, what would you be? Um, Honestly, I've always been into art in all forms. And I think I'd either be doing something with music, like producing or something like that, or or just drawing. I, I love to draw cartoons and stuff, and I draw for, like, my baby cousins and whatnot. And, uh... You know, I've kind of gotten away from that since I've been doing more martial arts, but I, I'd totally be down to do either one of those. 
Now, did you grow up studying martial arts? Uh, no. Um, actually, my dad, uh, he was from North Philly, and he came from a big family. And, like, you know, he was in a time where if you went to the wrong place, you would get beat up. You know, you were on the wrong block. You, you done messed up. So uh, he really strived hard when he joined the military to kind of bring us away from that kind of energy. So violence was never really part of my life per se, um, like martial arts at least. Um, but I did, you know, get in a couple scraps here and there as a kid. And I remember watching Bruce Lee. Uh, that was the first martial arts movie I saw. And like, that's what made me get into martial arts, but my parents would not let me uh, do anything. So I had to wait till I was 18 to do it myself. Do you remember the first MMA fight you ever saw? The first MMA fight I ever saw one that I ever saw all the way through. Uh, I'd have to say Uriah Faber versus Jose Aldo in WEC. And he just was pounding away with leg kicks. It was awful. Oh, yeah. After that fight, man, his legs were destroyed. Oh, yeah. I was worried. It was like he would never be able to like, walk again. Like I thought that was like irreversible damage because it looked bad. I, I think to this day, that still might be the worst I've ever seen someone's legs look after a fight. Yeah, I can't recall. I mean, I think it just serves as a lesson that like leg checks, uh, leg checks are like there. Like you need to probably do them at least every once in a while, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, did you have a favorite fighter growing up? My friend showed me Anderson Silva. Um, I thought, you know, he was cool and all, but uh, I always kind of like Jose Aldo just because he was just so fast and so ruthless you know like he has some of the most like vicious like finishes that like I've ever seen and I mean Anderson Silva was smooth and cool but I, I don't know I always like the technical kind of you know quick guys. Now how did you get into mixed martial arts? My cousin uh he's actually a fighter too Patrick White uh 6-0. Oh. Um, Wait a minute Patrick White's your cousin? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. That's oh, yeah. good to know. <laughs> But uh, go ahead, back to how you got into MMA. Uh, he actually sat me down, because I never watched Ultimate Fighter. My parents, like, if I wanted to watch MMA, I had to watch it somewhere else. Uh, so, like, you know, I'd, I'd sneak a few over a friend's house and try to watch a UFC event or a WC event. And um, I remember after I moved out, my cousin sat me down, and he's like, oh, the Ultimate Fighter's coming on. And I was like, what's that and he's just like what you don't know and then like he sat me down and just so happened to be uh the season uh i i believe it was nelson versus carwin and it had um nick heron webb on it and we watched that season and we watched uh bisbing versus miller and those two seasons like blew me away and and knowing that there was an alaskan on one of those seasons it just blew my mind and you know I just didn't think people from Alaska could just go out and do things at the time. Like I knew people could do it if they worked hard enough, but like he was in Alaska and didn't need to leave Alaska to, to get somewhere, you know? So that just next thing I knew, I, I said I was going to run for 30 days straight. And then after that, I was going to join the MMA gym and the rest is history. All right. Now, speaking about your cousin, I meant to ask you if he was one of your main uh, sparring partners, because I know you guys are from the same camp, uh, in the same division, but I didn't know the extent of your uh, relationship or friendship. Yep, that my cousin, day one, that's my day one. 
he's family. We he got me into it, and like he shortly joined after me. I'd say like probably three months, like if that, like two to three months. He was in the MMA gym, and we were just working together, and we've been working together pretty much ever since then. Okay, now how long have you been at uh, um, Avalanche Wrestling? Uh, Avalanche kind of came out. Um, I'd say for me in about 2014, 2015-ish. Uh, that's when, uh, yeah, 2015, 2016, in that time frame, um, my coach, Giovanni Devera, that's my main guy, he introduced me to Darren Pesterkoff, and, uh, you know, he showed me the program, and the guy knows his stuff, you know, and he himself uh, has done MMA before, and he knows about the freestyle wrestling. So like him knowing both aspects like he's just helped my game improve immensely and that's that's kind of how I got into that okay now how often are you sparring throughout the week um you know it could be anywhere from uh I'd say I train six to five days a week depending on how my body's feeling and uh you know I usually am rolling and sparring for three to four days a week Okay. Now, did you help out at all for preparing for Dennis Bryant for his upcoming contender series fight? Yes, I did. I'm all about helping my fellow Alaskans. If they, I don't care if we fought before or we're enemies or whatever. I am, you tell me you got to fight out of state or a chance at one of the big shows. I'm going to be at your camp as many times as possible. All right. That's good to hear. Now, how often do you cross train at other gyms? Well, being that the fight team I'm a part of is Garage Crew. Um, my my coach has a very uh, liberal and open mindset with the sense of like, if you can get better there, train there. You know, he's not going to be like, oh, what, another striking coach? No, I'm in charge of your striking. Like, no, if he thinks that that guy can help you, he'll give you his honest opinion. And, you know, there are some guys that, you know, he's like, maybe I'll have him work with a different striking coach. And, you know, that guy improves under a different guy or grappling wise or, you know, jujitsu wise. Um, I've trained at uh, Frontier Valley Tudo. I've trained at Elite MMA. I trained at uh, ABJJ. I've trained at Legacy. Um, and, and that's where I'm currently doing some some of my jujitsu training right now. Um, Avalanche Wrestling. I've even gone to ABA, Alaska Boxing Academy. I'm, I'm bouncing all over the place, wherever I can get quality training, you know. Okay. Now, you've been with Giovanni DeVere, I think, your entire career. What impact has he had on your career? If I'm not being too cheesy, I know he's probably going to laugh at this when he hears it, but uh, he's been a blessing. Uh, honestly, he's perfect. I trusted the process. He he asked me, how do you want to fight? And, you know, he guided me in the way that I wanted to fight. Like, if you want to fight this way, these are the milestones we have to hit. And, you know, we've just been able to sit down and chat, you know, and now, you know, he went from just my coach that I saw, you know, a couple times a week to an actual friend that I can call up when, you know, I have problems or he can call me up when he has problems. And, you know, it, it's, you know, one of my best friends, you know, we, have worked at this together and I feel like, you know, even though I'm the one fighting, he's been the mastermind, you know, helping, helping other aspects along. Now I know he recently had some exposure with uh, Dwayne Ludwig. Did you guys get any training in with him? Uh, we did not, but um, we're definitely looking sometime in the future to uh, possibly go down to Denver and get some work in. Um, 
it, I, I, I was kind of like starstruck when I met him because I was like, wow, like, you know, I, and I was starstruck when I met Justin Buckles. Like, I, I just think it's so crazy that it's like you see these people on TV and then now you're either fighting them or you're meeting them, shaking their hands, you're talking to them. Uh, he's a really nice guy. I would love to work with him or Seth Stacy, who I think runs the, his gym in Alaska. I've only heard good things about Dwayne Ludwig. So that's, I mean, it's good to hear. Like, and you just added on to that as well. So it, it keeps continuing. For your first two fights, they just announced your name and you walked out. But on your third fight, you had walkout music. You came out to Kanye's Welcome to Heartbreak. What made you choose that song? Honestly, uh, it, it's funny. Um, I was actually looking for a different Kanye uh, Kid Cudi song, but I couldn't think of the name. And my, my friend, uh, his name's Joe Samar. He is super in the music, like across like all levels. And he is just like, you know, one of, he's a big Kanye fan. And, you know, I asked him and he said, welcome to Heartbreak. And <laughs> it's, it's funny, the song just worked. The song just worked for me. It just it just got me in the right mood. Do you need to have a certain amount of fights under your belt or be higher up on the fight card to have walkout music? I mean, do you mean as far as like AFC or do you mean just like... Yeah, as far as AFC, because like your, your first um, two fights, there was no walkout music at all. But in your third fight and going forward, you've had walkout music. Well, actually, everyone gets walkout music from the very beginning. I think the issues were like from the technical side. Because, like, I heard from some people, like, they couldn't hear talking or they couldn't see anything or they couldn't hear anything. So sometimes there was, like, early on, there were a little bit technical difficulties. But now I, I think they really ironed it out, uh, especially with the new stadium change. Okay. Now, aside from uh, Welcome to Heartbreak, how do you select your walkout music? So I try to, I try to think about um, the current things that are going on in my life. And uh, I, I want to also think about who I'm fighting um kind of like just really trying to pick a I guess a theme like what what did I go through in this camp preparing for you what who do I think of you as a person um you know wh what am I feeling and what is my intentions when I come out there what is the song saying that like brings you know kind of basically how I feel um, just, just the essence of how I feel when I'm about to fight. When you were scheduled to fight three minute rounds, you never went the distance. Now that you're doing five minute rounds, you've went the distance twice. Did you change anything training wise to prepare for the longer rounds? I, I've never been really concerned with time in the rounds. Um, I think it's, I respected my last couple opponents a little bit, uh, more just because I was aware of their extensive resumes. You know, I understand that I was the underdogs in these situations. You know, Colin, I really tried. I tried to pour it on, you know. I tried to, especially towards the third round, you know, once it gets to the third round, I start trying to let go a little bit more and put more power in my shots. But, you know, him and him and Justin just withstood it. I, I have to give them hats off. Uh, I think I, in the future, I plan to just pick it up more. 
Um, I'm picking up more tools every day. I always am hungry for the finish, but when I don't finish people, I, I want to improve on that. Seeing as how my last two fights went, there's definitely some things I'm doing to try and change things up. It wasn't like a cardio issue or a time issue. I think it was just respect and not trying to rush the flow of things, you know? I never really saw that breaking point. Yeah, that makes sense. At AFC 122, you fought Jonathan Gilbert. You completely dominated. After the after watching the fight, did you agree or disagree with the no contest ruling on striking a downed opponent? After watching the fight, all I can say is I'm definitely happy that it was a no contest because, I mean, I did see it and the knee did. Like, from my angle, I thought he was still on his feet. I mean, he, it, you see it drop. And, and from the camera's angle, you see him drop. And, like, I don't blame him. Don't want to disrespect uh, he did unfortunately pass away. I don't want to disrespect his memory or anything. I think I, I dominated that fight pretty much. It being a no contest over a disqualification, I definitely prefer that. Now, in that fight, were you more focused on just displaying your striking or did you feel his ground game was a threat because you dropped him a few times but didn't engage in any grappling? My coach, he basically really wants me to develop my striking uh, more and more to counter grappling. And so, um, one of the big things is, you know, I wasn't a real big jujitsu player at that time. You know, I didn't really have the concepts and I hadn't, I think I had just started getting into avalanche here and there, but I wasn't like going religiously. So it became kind of like, you know, why risk, you know, getting subbed or breaking an arm. And also like, I prefer knockouts. I'd rather have people, you know, see a show. That actually brings me up to the ring announcer. <laughs> After he announces everything, he yells, let's see a knockout. Does that add any pressure for you guys to go out there and try to get a knockout? It did for me a little bit the first couple of fights I had. But then, like, I, I just learned to kind of tune. I mean, not no disrespect to Bob. I love him. But uh, <laughs> I kind of learned to just tune that out and just focus, like, you know what? If the knockout comes, the knockout comes. If I try to force it, it's going to end up, you know, falling apart or I end up making a mistake you know um it, it doesn't really put any pressure on me anymore when I hear it I, I'm just like well I mean it's the truth one of us could get knocked out and I'm looking to make it you not me kind of thing exactly <laughs> now you've headlined your last two events have you felt any added pressure to perform when being in the main event not really I, I just look at it's a fight later in the day I kind of get more restless uh so to speak I just like want to get in there and get it done it makes me wish I was the first fight of the night again, you know, because it's just like you get done and then, all right, it's out of the way. Like, we, we got it done. Not like I'm scared and I want to get it over with, but it's more of like, yo, like I've been training for so long. Why is this part always the longest, you know? At AFC 140 against Justin Buckles, two of the three judges gave him a round. Do you feel he won any of the rounds against you? I'm a big don't leave it to the judges guy. I don't like winning unanimous decisions or decisions at all. I, I want to finish it. Um, of course, if I feel like I've been winning, then, you know, the hunger there to finish is still there, but I know he's going to be hungry. So I'm hoping that that'll create some gaps where he, he'll make a mistake that I can really capitalize on. Uh, but if I, I feel like I'm down, definitely going for the kill. So with that being said, um, I definitely could see maybe getting round three because I, I, I wasn't as active. I think I was looking to counter more because, you know, when I feel like the pressure's on someone else, I feel like they get desperate and they're going to make those wild moves. And that's when, you know, I can really make something happen. 
But um, I mean, I just, I just wasn't seeing it from him. And so, you know, I just kept trying to poke the bear here and there and try and get him to move a little bit more. And I think I, I'm not sure what was going through his head, but uh, he might've thought he had won maybe one of the earlier rounds, maybe round one or round two. And that's why he thought it, it would go to like a split or, or a, or a two, one kind of thing. Yeah. Now going into your last three fights, your opponent's records total 45, 25 and one. Did you feel a big jump in competition compared to your previous six fights? Oh yeah. I, I definitely respected the presence that was in the ring because like with other guys, I could so- kind of sense that, uh, that blinkness, that emptiness that I had, you know, those first couple of fights when you're going up against a guy that's like, Oh, well, you know, I'm not really, I'm, I'm not really sure if I'm good at this yet. You know, I'm just, I'm just going with the motions. We got to fight and figure out who's going to win this as opposed to like fighting guys that are teachers or, or are capable of teaching that, that have, you know, awards and, and, and accolades uh, that kind of, you know, have a bigger personality than yours. You know, their accomplishments have already been made. People know what they can do. And now it's the question of, can you do something to that person? You know, I've definitely felt the difference as opposed to, you know, a guy that's like, oh, it's two guys that we don't know what they can do yet, you know? No, I agree completely. Now, now you've only fought for Alaska FC. What are your thoughts on some of the organizations around the world? I had an issue with my passport a couple years back. So I, I, I got an offer in a couple offers in Japan and I believe one in Russia. But unfortunately, I couldn't take it because, like, they all came back to back to back at my passport hadn't been in order. That situation hadn't been taken care of. Um, actually, I need to check up on some other credentials right now. But as far as, as far as like other countries or other places, I'd love to do that. I'm not even necessarily thinking of fighting in Alaska. Um, I didn't want to think about fighting outside of my state until I took on, you know, some of the best guys around. And now that that's done, I mean, I am looking at other, other, uh, leagues i just signed with ruby sports management or sports entertainment and uh they are you know they're looking to find something for me maybe maybe midwest south um we don't know anything for sure yet um but if if nothing's happening i might fight in alaska again or maybe possibly even uh like hawaii because they got some good shows out there Congratulations on signing with Ruby Sports and Entertainment. I mean, that's a big signing there. In signing with them, now, you said they're looking for something towards the Midwest. Have they, has there been any talks about Dana White's contender series? Um, you know, it's been brought up, um, but it, it's, it's kind of a thing where I'm not sure if they're still looking for people to get on the cards yet. I heard there were like a couple openings left. I might be able to come in short notice if there's an injury. So I've been trying to keep my body in tip-top shape so I can jump at a moment's notice. But, um, I mean, we're even looking at possibility, like if the UFC has an opening, maybe hopping in there, you know. Um, just today they managed to correct uh, a missing fight I had on my, my record, and I'm actually 9-0 instead of 8-0. But it was, you know, a fight that was a while back. So I had, like, given up mentally, like, yeah, okay, I'll just stay, no, and just focus on that. But um, I'm just being patient. Um, I've been patient for so long. I've been in at this for five years since I was about 20. 
I'm not in any rush in particular, but I definitely do want to get a fight in later this year. Um, anywhere from September, October, November, you know, some sometime for the years through. Is your contract over with AFC or do you have any fights left on there? Um, so the thing about AFC is they don't do, uh, as far as I know, at least for anyone that I know, they don't do like a bundle contract. I mean, basically they, they ask if you want to fight and it's like a verbal agreement. And then, you know, it's real when you show up at weigh-ins and you see the guy there and then boom, they slap that contract right in front of you. And it's like this one fight contract for this specific event, boom, write it out. And the next, the next day you're fighting. A lot of the people I've been interviewing have been saying the one-and-done contract seems to be the best one in case a big opportunity opens up at UFC or Bellator. So they seem to love these, these one-and-done contracts. How does it feel knowing all of your fights can be seen on UFC Fight Pass? Uh, it actually feels great. Really gives that exposure. I, I think once Fight Pass, like, fully updated and after Colin Ruder and Justin Buckles, like, uh, I had a lot of management teams flooding in. And, I mean, some were outside of the country, you know. And, and so it, it blew my mind that these management teams wanted to work with me. Um, it, and it all started from, like, January to, to pretty much now. And I just decided last week on Groovy Sports because there were so many people I had to conference call, do meetings, you know, and really get a feel for the energy of that company not to say any of them are bad i just i think ruby was going to work best for me yeah it's all about finding that perfect fit because i'm sure there's several good ones but if it's not the perfect fit for you it could be a crucial mistake now if the ufc or bellator offered you a fight to fight any welterweight on their roster and if you won you would take their place on the roster who would you fight Ooh, uh that is tough um one one guy I kind of took a look at was uh, Jake Ellenberger. I, I I think I'd like to I'd like to go with him just because you know he has that veteran status, um, and you know it really brings in the it brings in that age old question you know kind of like the older lion and then like a young lion just rolls up in there and you know is it going to be experience that wins or is it going to be tenacity you know that that young energy that comes to it you know. Um, and I think we would make for an interesting fight. Yeah, it certainly would make for an interesting fight because Jake Ellenberger wants to stand and strike. So he wants to stand and bang. Could be fireworks. Mm-hmm. And, it's just, and really, I, I think it just comes down who touches who first. Who would your dream fight be against? Who that is. Oh, man. Uh, I got a couple of them. Um, I really... I mean, if I if I'm going in order from like the first choice down, uh, Jose Aldo, I, I would love to fight him just because it'd be like, wow, you're fighting your idol kind of thing, like one of your idols that like paved the way for the smaller divisions. I, I'd also would like to I'd like Frank Yeager. Oh, I'd always I Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz too. That just because I mean I'm, I'm a fan of that. I think those three at like 55 or. I know they're coming out with 65 and 75 divisions here soon. Uh, and like 65 or 70, like anywhere in, in that range, uh, I would love to mix it up with them just because it's, you know, it's like meeting, meeting your idols, meeting the guys that have put on like 
the most iconic and exciting fights out there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Those are three guys who are definite legends. They'll probably all be UFC Hall of Famers. And mm-hmm. anytime they show up to fight, everybody's watching. Mm-hmm. Now, how can your fans stay up to date with you on social media? Um, you know, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Clutch Carl MMA. And uh, I mean, they could find me on Facebook, but, you know, I'm not really on Facebook like that. But I mean, I, when I do get on Facebook, I, I, if I see a friend request, I usually hit accept. I'm not really like, oh, no, I don't want any anybody stalking me or anything. I mean, even close to that level yet. So, I mean, I'm pretty open and you can you know, chat with me and stay up to date on what I got going on. I also have a Snapchat and it's a C minus 26, but it also is clutch Carl. You could type up that with the black dolphin or the dolphin emoji. All right. Well, Hey, I appreciate you being on early stoppage today and I look forward to seeing you in the cage before the end of the year. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. That'll wrap up today's episode with Carlton minus until next time. Peace.